Hello, New Creation family. Jesse here. This isn't our typical recorded sermon. We weren't able to record Sunday's service on January 19th because we opened up space for lament as we acknowledged and even celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We felt like it was important to hold space for lament to recognize that there has been progress in Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream, but that much of his dream is yet to be realized, and that people, particularly our brothers and sisters who experience the world walking and breathing and living as black and brown bodies, they experience America, they experience our culture, as one of oppression and pain that continues to persist even daily. And so we held space for lament and for weeping with those who weep and mourning with those who mourn and acknowledging that all is not well while pointing to Jesus, who is the hope and who is the one who will bring reconciliation and peace, the one who stands for justice, the one who is making all wrong things right and reversing the curse of sin and death. But I wanted to record uh, a bit of a message that I shared, some of the words that I shared setting up our lament, because it has to do with the direction and the posture that we want to hold and move towards as a community in this coming season. God has given and confirmed a vision for our community in a way that I've never really experienced before. And the imagery and vision that I believe God is calling us to live into this year is that of the prophetic witness of John the Baptist. And let me explain how this has come to be and how it's been affirmed and reaffirmed over the last several months. First, I went on a silent retreat at the Norbertine Monastery, rented out a little hermitage for two days, and my plan was to spend uh, the first day just seeking God personally, connecting to uh, God and seeking his guidance, seeking his encouragement, praying and blessing God in that time. And then the second day that I was there, wanted to move towards praying and seeking God for our community and for this next season. And so uh, towards the end of the first day, as I'm seeking God personally, I was drawn to John the Baptist. I just felt led to read and to meditate on the life of John the Baptist. And I was experiencing great encouragement as I looked particularly at the humility and the courage of John the Baptist. So personally, this was resonating and encouraging me as I particularly saw uh, that he said, I must decrease so that he, Jesus, might increase. And I experienced just a lot of encouragement, conviction, that this is not about me. 
uh, our church is not about me or us, but it's about Jesus, and our posture has to be one of humility. And so went to bed, woke up the next morning, and started praying uh, for our community and shifting my focus to our community and for this next season and seeking God for guidance. And so then I went and prayed with the brothers in their morning prayer. And they practice and observe the church calendar. And as they open their prayer service, they announce that it is the feast of John the Baptist. And I kind of looked up and took notice All the scriptures and all the prayers had to do with John the Baptist and his witness, his martyrdom, his courage, his humility, his commitment to pointing to Jesus. And I took note of that, wanting to hold open the possibility that maybe it was not a coincidence that I'd been drawn towards the end of my personal time with with Jesus to John the Baptist. And as I transitioned into a corporate Um, seeking of God for our community that John the Baptist um, came up again. So I started reading uh, all the passages having to do with John the Baptist and thinking about how this might stir our imagination for how we are to live and share life together as a community. And so then, fast forward a, a month or so after that, we had a leader's vision retreat where we gathered some of the, the leaders and the people in our community that live in the neighborhood that have chosen to put down roots in the International District. And basically, we just rehashed and refined and nuanced our vision statement, which you know now is sharing life, transformative life with Jesus and one another we pursue the peace, justice, and flourishing of the International District. But at the time of the retreat, I wanted to practice low control and have uh, our leaders, our people, really, you all, really have ownership of this. I wanted this to be yours. I, uh, when we planted, I came up with the first vision statement and all of the language around our our community, but this is something that we hold and share together. So I was trying to let go of control and and release this to to y'all, and it was freaking me out. So I just, they were doing their thing, and I went off into the woods to pray, just to pray for their guidance and, and their discernment, and that the Spirit would really show them and our help them articulate clearly a vision that we could live into that would be descriptive of us and also propel us and pull us forward. And so as I was praying, I decided to read the daily office. I used the Book of Common Prayer, which is what we are using um, as we read Scripture together. That's our reading plan. And the Scripture, the Gospel reading of that day, as I read and I was praying for our leaders, was, you guessed it, John the Baptist. It was about John the Baptist being beheaded. And I just took note, paid attention. This seems like more than coincidence. And I began to pray into it. Well, then just uh, last week, I flew to Compton, California, as I do fairly regularly 
to learn and be with and share life a little bit with uh, our our community that we've learned a lot from and uh, was there with them, with other leaders in their movement. And we had dinner at someone's house on a Thursday night, and there's about 20 of us there. And we broke up into groups of three, and what we were to do was to take turns um, listening to God for one another. And so I got paired with two like spiritual powerhouses, um, two leaders in uh, this, this movement, and I got to go first. So I sat on the couch, and they were on either side of me. They laid hands on me, and we just gave a minute or so of, of silence as they listened to the Lord for any pictures or words uh, that they would share. And as soon as uh, that minute was done, Bob, a friend of mine who had been praying for me and had his hand on my shoulder, looked up and he said, I just immediately saw this picture of this tree in the wilderness with water flowing underneath it. And as I look closer, I realized that this tree became a figure. And this figure was John the Baptist in the wilderness. And I got the strong sense that you were this John the Baptist figure, that your community in the wilderness was this John the Baptist figure. And so, again, taking note, maybe this is not mere coincidence. Maybe God is speaking to us, is leading me, and that this, this, this picture, this image, this posture, this this prophetic voice of John the Baptist is supposed to guide us into this next season. That our shared life with Jesus and one another is to bear witness in the way of John the Baptist, to point to Jesus and his kingdom through our shared life together. And so I think among other things, this means two significant things. Things. I say, as I look at John the Baptist's life, I see that he spoke truth to power in two directions. He spoke truth to the religious establishment, to his own community, the religious establishment of Israel, and he spoke truth to empire, to the Roman government and authorities, to the systems of injustice that were oppressing his people. And so, I believe that whatever this new season looks like for us, that our shared life together is to be a prophetic witness. And this prophetic witness will entail through the way that we share life together, through the words that we speak to one another, through the ways we are active in our community, that we are going to be speaking truth to the established church, that we have something to say to bear witness to the ways of Jesus to the American church that has too often um, aligned with power, that has a consumer mentality, that has political allegiances that are all muddled. And we are by no means immune from these things, but I believe God is calling us to be a prophetic witness and to bear witness to the church, to speak truth to the church through our way of life together, also to speak truth to empire, to systems of injustice, to not just be non-racist, but to be anti-racist, 
to not just be nice, but to be active, standing in solidarity and speaking and protecting those who are on the margins and abused and oppressed. To not just not like poverty and share a meal, but to be anti-poverty. That we are going to pursue peace, justice, and flourishing in ways that are uncomfortable to the powers, to the church, and to the empire, to, to the American system. And so we're going to spend the next few weeks leading up to Lent just looking at the life of John the Baptist on Sundays and how he might provide signposts for our life together in this next season. But this will require humility and courage. John the Baptist had extreme humility. I must decrease that he, Jesus, might increase. We point away from ourselves to Jesus, acknowledging him to be the source of life and the source of change and the posture with which we are to live is from the center of God's love revealed in Jesus. So it requires humility, but also this prophetic witness requires courage. Prophetic witness or speaking truth to power in the church and in systems isn't popular. And let's be honest, John the Baptist got beheaded. We celebrated Martin Luther King Jr., day and he's very popular right now but in his day before his assassination he only had 23 percent approval rating among white americans and only 45 percent among black americans he was a very controversial figure and especially the white church did not celebrate him or stand with him Uh, against injustice. We were uncomfortable and we felt like the issues were muddled and muddy just like we do today. We were afraid to stand up. So prophetic witness does not win you popularity contests. Prophetic witness does not get you into positions of power as traditionally defined. So we will need courage so on Sunday, we just looked at the verse, John 1, 29-34, and really focused on John 1, 29. John the Baptist is standing amidst his people, fellow Israelites coming in droves for repentance, the baptism of repentance, and the repenting of the sin, not only of their own personal sins, but even uh, more fully the corporate sin. They wouldn't really had understanding of individual sin. It was the corporate sin and failure of Israel. It was also this repentance and this yearning for freedom from oppression, from the empire, from Rome. And, and so all of these people hungry for change, hungry for the kingdom of God to come, for Messiah to appear. John looks up in the distance and it says he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
This is our cry. This is our proclamation. We say, behold, through our life together, behold Jesus through uh, the way that we stand with people. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So I am really grateful for the clarity that God has given us as we move towards and into this next season as a community. And I believe there's something here for us as we are guided by the prophetic witness of John the Baptist who prepared the way for Jesus. And so I'm looking forward to sharing that journey with you and uh, seeing what God does. Blessings.